Hello, and welcome to The Outside Story, a podcast on TV, film, and media from an outside perspective. I am your co-host, Jonathan, and with me today is my brother and co-host, Larry. This month on The Outside Story, we are doing an October Halloween special, and today's episode is on the movies The Ring and The Grudge. And we're titling this podcast episode The Ring versus The Grudge because there was a movie that actually came out not too long ago called... Um, like it was called um Sadako versus Kayako. Yeah, which are the two women ghosts from both The Ring and The Grudge. Um mm-hmm. and it's like a Freddy versus Jason, you know, sort of yeah. sort of thing going on. Yeah. Um but yeah, so if you if you haven't heard, you've probably been living under a rock, but The Ring is um both of these are Japanese films that came out about around the same time. The Ring or Ringu came out in 1998. And Juan, The Grudge, came out in 2002. And both shortly thereafter had American slash Hollywood remakes, which were unfortunately not as good as the originals. So if you're listening to this, please, please, please do yourself a favor and go watch the originals if you have only seen the remakes. Yeah, so we felt like these films were pretty iconic to the horror genre just because of what they did for the Japanese horror scene and also for like the horror scene as a whole. We talked a little bit about it in Angels and Demons episode where we feel like both The Ring and The Grudge kind of inspired American filmmakers to essentially start branching out more so into the paranormal and a supernatural sort of horror as opposed to the slasher, physical, real kind of sort of horror. And to use these supernatural forces and supernatural evil to represent different things in people's lives and characters' lives and the trauma in which they go through, which, you know, eventually leads to modern horror, which we also did mm-hmm. an episode on that. So if you haven't checked that out yet, definitely go and check out the modern horror one because we talk about how horror movies have changed from the past to to what it looks like today. Ringu follows this lady journalist named Reiko. And so Reiko basically investigates the death of her niece. And she finds out that her niece and her friends were playing this game about like, they watch this recording of a tape when they're um, away at like at a, a camp or something. And basically, it was just like, it had like a a girl in it and a bunch of weird stuff happening. And then afterwards, um, after the video was done, then the phone rings. They go pick it up and they don't hear anything. It's just static. And it, it just drops dead silent. And then supposedly seven days after that happens, they die. Because the girl from that videotape comes up, comes out, and takes them, basically. And so Reiko goes and tries to investigate this phenomenon with her ex-husband, Ryuji. And so that's pretty much the premise of it. And so she kind of tries to unravel, like, how was this thing filmed? Uh, Who filmed it? And so um, as they kind of go about trying to discover what goes on, they find a way, Reiko finds a way to, like, undo the curse. And it's to basically pass it on to other people. And so um, earlier in the film, like, her son watches it. And so she, she manages to save herself. And now she's trying to save her son. And so that's pretty much how the film goes. Yep, it is the first, like horror chain letter to ever exist <laughs> mm-hmm. pretty much yeah. yeah um 
yeah, if anything, this is where Chain Letters started. Um, <laughs> right. It's like, you better do this or in seven days you'll die. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Growing up, I was never a fan of Chain Letters. I never liked that. But I think this is pretty much where it spawned. And this film, man, it was creepy like throughout the whole time. And yeah. I thought they did a really good job with its storytelling, too. I like this film. But then I also thought it was really slow. Yeah, like, it's I pretty just, slow. Yeah, it's it drags a little bit, but I feel like, or it drags a lot, I should say. But I feel like that's just kind of, that's just Japanese cinema in general, or at least my experience with most Japanese films is that it's, it's a little slow. And I think that that's mm-hmm. intentional and purposeful because the Japanese sort of horror, especially, is kind of like the horror that like lingers and it's a horror that kind of like sticks with you and stays with you. An honorable mention that I will talk about in this episode is actually a TV show that's airing right now called The Terror. The Terror is on AMC and it is about this family who is going through the Japanese American internment camp experience. And while this is all happening, there's a ghost who is also sort of haunting them and their community and has similar vibes. Wouldn't, would you say Larry? Yeah. And um, at the time of the release, it's done. So the, the show is done. So definitely check it out. You have no excuse to binge it, to not binge it. So <laughs> yeah. binge it. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's such a good show. And, and if, if I think, if we knew that that it was going to be done by the time we were film we were recording this episode, then I we're think we would have added it to yeah, uh, sure. to this episode because mm-hmm. uh, what what this episode is more so about is just this idea of Japanese horror and 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 how it differs from like a Western American you know sort of horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's this idea that there's this evil presence that like lingers and continues to linger. It's this creepy feeling that you don't feel safe taking showers or in this case, watching TV, you know, mm-hmm. um, because you don't know what's going to happen. And I think the film does that well because it essentially like goes like super slow and just kind of shows you what these characters are going through, like on a day to day basis. And essentially, mm-hmm. like literally you were shown day one, day two, day three, day four, yep. you know, mm-hmm. like that's, that's literally how the, the film is. Um, yeah. I, is paced. I, I really liked that. I, I liked how they were like numbering the days because, you know, because we know it's seven days. Like that's the curse. And so that's the end of the curse. And so it's like, oh my God, it's like counting down. You know what I mean? It's like a doom clock on your head. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what it, that's what it felt like. Yeah. So. Yeah. Overall, I felt this film was good. And, but then again, in my opinion, it has pacing problems but maybe intentionally, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on this film? Yeah, this film was pretty slow. Uh, I'll, I'll be frank with that. And, but um, regardless, I really did enjoy the whole unraveling aspect of the mystery. Like, I'm always a sucker for those. I'm like, you know, why is this happening? Why is this guy so shady? Why is this, you know, why did this happen? Where did it even start? Um, answering all those questions, even if it doesn't exactly lead to the appeasing of the the spirit or like the, you know undoing the curse um it, it's always interesting to kind of see how these originate it's always it always starts very tragically you know and the tragic backstory the tragic backstory is a very very iconic trope that occurs in asian horror cinema and and as with any other films like this is still a good example of that actually why is it even called the ring is it because they see like a ring in it's, the well or something? yeah yeah it's because when you're in the well oh you see you like see a, a ring, ring oh. like at the at the top 
um yeah, yeah. because the sun light is getting through okay yeah and then we can presume that sadako takes her victims to the well mm-hmm. right yeah yeah okay. or something like that yeah yeah okay cool yeah yeah right. and for those of you who don't know sadako the girl who dies and and is the source of the curse her she she got thrown down a well and supposedly you can live in a well without food for seven days or something like that and that's how long she lived before Mm -hmm. she died oh okay yeah cool yeah let's move on to the grudge do you want to give a synopsis sure uh is there even a can i even give a synopsis i mean (laughs) okay so I don't know if I can give a proper synopsis to this, um, but I'll just kind of give a general premise of it. Um, so, Jew on the Grudge is about this house that's cursed because in this house was um, you had a small family there. You had the husband, the wife, the son, and a cat. So, the husband killed the wife, the son, and the cat. And they basically just haunt this house. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't quite remember what happened to the husband. Maybe... Um, so the the girl's name is Kayako. I think maybe she's the one who might have taken him down under. Yeah, essentially then, comes back from the dead and kills yeah. him. Yeah, and yeah. so basically Kayako has this grudge held against like her her husband because of, of what she did to her and her family. Mm-hmm. So this grudge just kind of manifests within this house. So anyone who moves into this house gets to experience and start seeing Kayako and start seeing the sun and start seeing the cat. And so this film, there's no real coherent storyline, like overall mm-hmm. narrative, but then it's just basically like accounts of what happens to people who get involved with the house. Mm-hmm. Like a, like a, a social worker who, who drops in to kind of say, high or kind of see how the family's doing gets affected you know Mm -hmm. or you know and the people who live in the house gets affected and Mm -hmm. you see how everyone who has been in the house starts to kind of this curse kind of starts to linger over them and um to be honest i really disliked this structure like i felt like (laughs) i didn't understand what was going on like i didn't really know what was supposed to be happening maybe it's just like a series of jump scares that happen that just happened to happen mm-hmm. but then um the more i thought about it and the more i started looking up more about this film because there's a lot of films from this franchise um that spawned from juan mm-hmm. like i think there's maybe seven or eight more films after this one. Oh, really yeah that's crazy ton. i've only yeah, seen they, up to like three yeah they made like juan 2 then they made like juan like black ghost white ghost and the beginning of the end and like final curse or something i'm like what the heck there's so huh. many of them yeah huh. i didn't know <laughs> and that. they all follow the exact same structure same exact structure there's no overall narrative but then there's like a bunch of accounts that people can that you can just mm. kind of piece together right and i think that concept made me more interested in it because they still managed to maintain that structure mm-hmm. and so i'll probably give it another go but then like my like first impression wise though i was like i did not like this structure at all because yeah. i didn't care about anyone or yeah. any of the characters and they were just scaring jump scares just for the heck of it yeah um so yeah even like terror like horror wise like it didn't feel too scary or creepy mm-hmm. it just felt like okay it wasn't really going anywhere yeah was this during your rewatch or is this like first first impressions? My rewatch first impression. Okay, your rewatch, mm-hmm. I see. I think that's a good point. I think one of the things that the film was trying to do slash say is that, you know, there is evil in this world that is that is like created 
from hate, you know, or created from vengeance or Mm -hmm. created from, from having a grudge. And even after death, like that hate and that grudge and that, that desire for vengeance still eats away at the people that you love and has repercussions on people who you don't even know. The film does it really well because no matter what they try to do, no matter like how many times they unravel the mystery or try to appease the spirit, like there is no way to stop it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in the ring, like the way to stop it is to make a copy of the video and show it to somebody. But then in Juan, there is no way to stop it. The storytelling wise might not be the best, but then I think the the concept of the film is 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 really is really good and phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And and also there is a cultural thing about like haunted houses in Japan. <laughs> like if somebody dies in the house, like nobody wants to live in it because they believe it's yeah. haunted, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. that's a thing that kind of exists here in the United States as well. But in Japan, I believe that you're required to tell people if somebody died in the house and they have the right to know like how exactly that person died and where they died and and, and all that stuff. Yeah. And so like, I think the movie is also like based off of that cultural aspect of owning a home in Japan. Yeah. I think this film is very iconic. It still kind of carries through like people kind of know. Like, people know the sound mm-hmm. that Kayako makes. People know, people know Toshio. People know the cat that's related to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they're, even though, like, it's not very coherent storytelling-wise or narrative-wise, like, people still remember. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I, I know this character. I know this figure. Mm-hmm. And I think more so than The Ring. Yeah, I'd say so. It's more iconic. In Ringu, she just kind of crawls out of the wall, of the well, and out of the TV. Yeah. But then in... <laughs> in um, but with like with Kayako, it's like you just don't ever expect it. But then you know the neck twisting, the contortion, all that. Like this is where everyone starts copying and doing all this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because people know it. Mm-hmm. People know it. Know yeah, it, like it the iconic, so. the crawling on the ground and rushing mm-hmm. towards people. Yeah, yeah. So that pretty much sums us up for this episode for the Ring versus the Grudge. Um, If you haven't had a chance to watch Japanese cinema or Japanese horror and you're a horror fan, definitely start out with these two and let us know what you think. Today is Friday and we take a break on weekends. So on Monday, we'll be talking about two very, very interesting mediums of horror or the first one is a film, but then the second one we'll be actually talking about a video game. And so... The episode for Monday is entitled Smile, and it's about um, horror that has to do with cameras. We'll be watching the movie Shudder, released in 2004. It's a Thai film. And we'll also be talking about Fatal Frame, a Japanese video game that was released in 2001. So go ahead, do your research on Fatal Frame, and take a watch for Shudder, and we'll see you next time. (laughs) 